Hey, Sean. Yes. So you've been to the keg, correct? Uh, I have once or twice. Yeah. So usually people go to the keg for special occasions, right? Yeah. Like birthdays, anniversaries, work events where the boss is paying. So normally if you go to the keg for a special event, you, uh, you, you get a free slice of Billy Minor pie. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, but I, it's, I, I'm going to Google it's, it. It's not actually pie. It's like an ice cream cake, but it's so good. Anyway, so uh, the other day was uh, she who shall not be named and my anniversary. Oh, congratulations. And, thank you. And uh, we went to the keg. And big part of going to that was for the free Billy Minor pie. This is a $10 slice of cake, like ice cream cake. So anyway, so we have the meal and everything. Everything goes is is really good. And then the server comes by. And he's like, oh, like, you, you guys want some dessert? And uh, my significant other, she's like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> and then the server's like, okay, I'll go get the bill. And then leaves. And I'm like, what the hell did you just do? She's like, what? I'm like, there's no, we're here for the free pie or for the free ice cream cake. She's like, she just brings this. I was like, no, she's bringing the bill. So then she brings the bill over and I did not get my free cake. She's like, (laughs) so yeah, that was really disappointing. I didn't know you got a free piece of cake. Yeah. You say it's your birthday. You say it's an anniversary. Say you're celebrating something and they'll give you the free cake. Except you have to say that you're, you want dessert, right? You'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. I'm like, we might, might get something or we'll look at the menu and they'll be like, Oh, well, like we'll bring you out this uh, slice of this stuff. So she thought that they just bring it out. I'm like, no, they asked you if you want a dessert and you said no. So then they brought us a bill. And then right around that time, they brought one to another table that they were celebrating someone's birthday. And they're like, See, they just brought it over there. And I was like, no, they said they wanted dessert. Wow. It's the most disappointing thing ever. But anyways, um, you know what is not going to be disappointing? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast? Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast, where pie is apparently free and the jokes cost ten fifty. It's like, well, where pie is actually cake and cake is actually ice cream. Oh, I want some ice cream so badly. I am literally recording on what feels like the surface of the sun. I apologize to any listener who hears a, a faint howling in the background. I have two fans on in this room trying to keep me from slowly melting away. It's uh, it's, uh, it's rough in here. It's uh, it's actually ruined my ability to play video games in a in a comfortable state. But uh, David, how the hell are you? Minus the pie snafu. <laughs> Other than that, I've been okay. I'm on the fence because we were talking about this the other day. I kind of want a new phone, but I'm kind of not allowed to buy a new phone. I, I I think that the loophole you discovered was perfectly reasonable. I know. Well, I wouldn't say it's a loophole, but yeah. Uh, it's it's new phone season. 
like not not for me but for phones in general right around this time like end august end of august uh beginning of september is right when like samsung and apple all announced like their new phones and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. so that's uh that's been i've been kind of focused on that a little bit i don't know it's uh it's a it's a fun and hyped up time. I know some companies aren't even releasing new phones this year because you know the Suez Canal and the Panini. Yeah. Just everything that's gonna well, it's, happen. It's been an interesting year for for cell phone maintenance, especially like Samsung and stuff like that, because uh of chip shortages and whatnot. They didn't even release a new note line, but uh yeah, I've been looking for something that's a little bigger so I can watch movies on them. Why? 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 You have a TV. You have a tablet. You have even your Switch if they get off their asses yeah. and are like, okay, hey, Netflix. There, no. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. Hey, man, that crazier that... stuff has happened. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Uh, my uh, cable provider now has a Crave TV app. That's like a separate app. That's interesting. Yeah, so like it already had Netflix, but or not Crave, sorry, Disney Plus. Oh, okay. And it's uh, it's quite unique. It's interesting. Oh yeah. Speaking of um, like streaming services, apparently there's a new rumor going about uh, that Sony is thinking of partnering with Crunchyroll. I think it is. That's of the course. Anim- that's the anime one, right? Of course they would. Um, to include Crunchyroll in their PlayStation Plus subscription. And uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and uh, make a lukewarm take that that's not going to be enough to continually sell the subscription service. I know, right? You just get a bunch of weebs <laughs> subscribing to PlayStation Plus. Plus a lot of the, like a lot of animes now you can find on Netflix, Amazon Prime, oh, or yes. you know, the internet. Speaking of Netflix, this oh. is a sad day. I need the sad music. Uh, we're going all over the place. Okay. Yeah, we're going all over the place right now. It's, uh, I got a sad, sad text message from my father the other day. Oh, he's no longer paying for your Netflix. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has decided that there's nothing to watch on Netflix. And the cost has increased too much for his liking that he has decided to cancel the Netflix subscription. And therefore, I am no longer able to freeload off of my father's Netflix. So that just leaves two more streaming services that I have. Disney Plus and Amazon Prime Video. Are are you telling me, like, legitimately, I'm going to fade this out. (laughs) Are you telling me legitimately, like, you don't find value in just paying for your own Netflix? Well, so the thing is, is like we we watch a a shit ton of stuff on Disney Plus. And I think because Disney Plus has now like a lot of Fox shows like Star on there as well. There's a lot of stuff that I've been watching on that. Um, I've noticed Amazon Prime. So like Prime Video has been getting a lot of like blockbuster movies. um, Very quickly, if not at the same time as they release in theaters. Yeah, but they have to be stuff that's not owned by. Uh, Disney or is it Paramount that they can't touch? Uh, I don't know if it's Paramount. There's another it's tw- company. It's that 20th, can- 20th Century Fox. Which is Disney. Oh, I thought you meant like subsidy companies or whatever. But 
Well, like look at um, a quiet place too. You know that released at the same time on Amazon Prime quietly for free. Yeah, right. Like and uh, beginning of pandemic, or I guess beginning throughout the first like I don't know three quarters of the pandemic. There's a lot of movies that were supposed to come out on in theaters that were canceled or continuously delayed. And then they eventually came out on uh, uh, Amazon prime or uh, they would come out on Blu-ray home video and prime video at the same time. See a lot of times movies would come out shortly after, or like a few months after their home video release. Um, But yeah, honestly, like I think, I've been using Netflix less and less. So like when my dad told me that he was canceling the Netflix account, I'm like, okay, well, it's not that big of a deal. I know that, uh, um, Angela, Redacted. uh, likes to watch. You have the button and you didn't even time that right. <laughs> yeah, I did. Anyways, it's, go on. Anyways. So, uh, likes to watch like Korean shows and stuff like that. And I guess Netflix has a lot of those. So, she asked me if we were going to subscribe to it. I'm like, ah, that's just like one extra thing. Like maybe, maybe in the f- a little while, but I also give it like three months before my dad resubscribes to Netflix. You just got to find another person to like loan you Netflix. I know. Hey, what, uh, what's your, what, what about you? I'm already maxed out on users. <laughs> oh, damn. I, uh, I have our account. Uh, my parents use it. My sister uses it. And I think Chris's parents use it. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of uses out there. And it's like, like what, like four concurrent streams, is it? Yeah, and like I know like my sister specifically uses it. Like my sister is the kind of person who if my credit card's full and it says Netflix needs to be repaid, she'll text me like at eight thirty in the morning. She's like, uh, Netflix isn't working. I'll be like, Jesus. Chill. Let me uh, let me just add some funding to the card here. Please excuse me. But man, like the price is significant, like 19 bucks a month. And like, is that more uh, than Disney Plus? Disney Plus works out to be like $10 a month. Yeah, not even it's like and that's 19 bucks a month to just allow for 4K streaming, right? Yeah, but it's also the amount of screens you could pay for the $14 one which gives you 4K streams and two concurrent logins. Oh, okay. Which is like the regular price Netflix. So in a sense, you could get away with doing that, like for yourself and Redacted. Yeah. You, you might have the uh, the opportunity to to just do that because you still get your 4K and you're paying normal price. Uh, the other way you could do it and save a little bit of money is I think the three-month gift cards actually gives you like like a 10% discount. Yeah, I know like right around Christmas time, there's usually a lot of uh, deals on gift cards and shit like that. So um, I'm a big connoisseur of red flag deals. Do you so, browse that website? Yeah, so, sometimes it's not times, the most accurate, though. No, but a lot of times, you know, they they post like right around Christmas deals on getting, you know, like three month membership or gift card for Netflix and you get like an extra like month or two months for it or something like that or whatever it may be. So, so I don't know, I, maybe in the future, but I find that we, we don't use it as much, right? Well, I mean, for our Netflix use right now, like unless there's a movie that specifically I'm looking for, I'm watching more movies on Crave or Disney Plus or Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I've been on like uh, a movie bender recently. Like I, I did have 
I did take some time this week. I should uh, acknowledge gaming before we get into a movie happy heavy episode. Maybe a little TV sprinkled in there. Um, but yeah, like a lot of it is just reruns of like How I Met Your Mother, I think is what we're running right now in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same thing over and over. Uh, gaming wise, though, I've had a, a unique and interesting week. Played a little Splitgate. Splitgate? Yeah, it's like Halo and Portal. But um, so the game came out in like 2019. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that last episode, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, and it, it it was like run by four guys. The problem is the servers at like in what what I'll call North American evening and night are so full that like waiting for a game is not worth it. I got on a few times in the afternoon. And I've already removed it from my Series X because it's just that's valuable hard drive space <laughs> that I don't have. Don't you have an external hard drive yet? Um, I I mean I do have one. But I'm not like I don't have any of the um, sorry, my Xbox one X has the external on it. And if I want to move any of those games over to play, I can because they're all optimized for just Xbox one. So I can play those games. It's just any games that's auto like auto optimized. That's on maybe Game Pass. I'm not running off the hard drive, right? Well, if if it's installed on the hard drive, it's only ever going to be the Xbox one version. Exactly. Yeah. You have so. to copy it to the internal. But if say you just want to like, obviously, how much of an optimization is it going to be for the Series X? Maybe faster load times. But I I can't see for a game like that it to be you know night and day difference. Um, I don't actually think it's optimized either. So I could put it on a hard drive. And even if it wasn't, even if it was like fully optimized, you know just to be able to have the hard drive that you could swap between two systems and just play what, wherever you want. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's whatever to me. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's an okay game. It's probably something that like the other guys that I play with will play a little bit more cause they don't really play Warzone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've also been playing the back for blood beta, which is I've had really mixed feelings about. Um, I know you were playing it as well. Mm-hmm. the the one thing like and i mentioned it to our old friend devin i hate the card or the deck building mechanic yeah it's kind of strange it's bizarre it's weird like when i when i restarted the beta i was just like you know what fuck it i just picked random cards because i didn't care i just wanted to like play i wanted to go kill zombies mm-hmm. and it's it's all right i really hope the beta fixes a lot of the problems that are within the game Yeah, so I ran into a few issues. So I had it originally on Steam um, for the closed beta, I guess it was. It's an open beta now, so anyone can download it. Currently, I believe believe on Steam, but it's on the Epic Game Store as well, and Xbox, PlayStation 5, or PlayStation 4. Um, So I was trying to run it on my PC, and my computer is pretty good. I have an i7, 7700K. It's an older generation. It's a seventh gen uh, CPU, but it still runs like everything. It's um, 32 gigs of RAM, uh, Radeon RX 5700. You know, a good video card. I can run most games at high or ultra. Um, so there's no reason why this game shouldn't have been able to run. And I was having like these these graphic issues where anytime I would move my 
like the viewpoint, right? The game would like freeze up almost as if lag, you know, like when you're lagging in a game, it's like you, you do something and then the game catches up, right? Like two seconds later. Yeah. It was almost like that, but I wasn't lagging and my uh, system utilization was all within like normal limits. I, I changed the settings around. I even lowered everything down to low. Like the game looked like shit, but it was still doing that. Like it was unplayable. Um, so then I, I found, I, I weaseled my way through the internet and I got a, a code for the Xbox system and it actually ran very nicely. Um, it was kind of fun, but the problem is, is this is a, a game where it's more fun with friends, I think. Or with people who are communicating, and I can nobody see that. was nobody was really communicating. So I played a few rounds and stuff like that, but I didn't want to get too far into it because then, when the game actually launches, and thank God it's coming out on Game Pass, right? Um, when it finally launches, then I want to be able to experience all of that stuff with, you know, with my friends when we're playing together, you know. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I feel like it's it has the making of. Uh, do you remember when Destiny two was it Destiny one had the open beta, and it was literally the first three levels or something stupid. Yeah. And then when you got the game, your progress didn't track, so you had to redo everything, and it was just so incredibly well, lame. And that's also another thing that I'm worried about. It's like, is the is the progress of the open beta going to carry over into the final game? If not then I don't really want to dive too much into the game because then I'm just going to play that first mission over and over again and it's going to be stale when I have to play it again, right? Yeah. Or you're just going to want to rush through it, right? Which which makes 100% total sense. It's mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Like I'm glad it's free. I was not a huge fan of Left 4 Dead. Really? So, yeah, like I, I think a lot of it had to do with like who we were hanging out with when we were like living in the same city and that's all we played for a while so i got kind of bored of it but like the pvp is okay i found sometimes the pvp was very like i don't know fast paced and there was lots of zombies and you were like cleaning things out and that was Mm -hmm. cool and then there'd be other times where you'd be like so what am i doing Oh, there goes the same guy. He's just running in circles and he's passed me already. So that's fun. It it seemed very hit or miss. And I get it. It's a beta. So we'll see. I also, uh, I jumped on that lawn mowing simulator demo oh that my we talked God. about. You know what I did after we uh, recorded that episode? I downloaded it. I downloaded the demo and I played the demo for like two hours. How like, long did I... it take you to figure out what li- uh, height you needed your, your uh, mower deck? Because well, it I, doesn't tell you, and you just have to guess. Well, it, yeah, it does. It tells you in the uh, tutorial, and then like how to how to adjust the height, and then when you are selecting the contract, right? When the, then it tells you the maximum height, minimum maximum height, in the, like the main menu window. Yeah, yeah, man. Seriously, it's such a stupid game, but it was so it's so addicting. Like there's just something about cutting a lawn, you know, like you see this grass and it's all long and unruly and then you just cut it and it's all nice, short and it's got the lines. That's the only thing that the game's missing is like the you can't like when you cut the grass, it doesn't make like the lines of where the lawnmower was. But uh, 
it's uh it's incredibly addicting yeah i think you know i i i think that's going to be a uh a scene on screen podcast saturday afternoon stream oh like just mow your lawn saturday we're just cutting the grass yeah you know yard yard work saturday <laughs> that's pretty funny i i could, I could be down for a little bit of that that'd be yeah. a, that'd be that'd be a fun and waste of time adventure yeah for sure um my company's I, name though was uh ass is grass that's pretty good ass <laughs> is grass yeah sounds like uh david's lawn care business is going to take off swimmingly Oh, it will. I'm, uh, or it's going to go down in flames. Who knows? Very proud of you, man. Very, very proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. On your uh, your lawn building endeavor. Have you played anything else aside from betas and demos? Um, you know what? I picked up an older game the other day. A game called Titan Quest. This game, um, well, I picked it up on Switch. I think this is like a, I don't know if this was like an original or if it was a, from the Age of Empires co-creator Brian Sullivan and Braveheart writer Randall Wallace comes an innovative action role-playing game set in ancient Greece, Egypt, and Asia. See, I don't know if this was like a remake of a game or if this was just an original game. But anyways, Titan Quest picked it up on Switch. It was like 15 bucks at Walmart. I looked up the price on the eShop. It was $16 for the digital version. So I was like, heck yes, buying this at Walmart. Well, there you go. Uh, it's like a hack and slash, kind of like Diablo style, uh, like action RPG, but like old, like mystical, like or not mystical, like like Greek, you know, like back Romans stuff like that. You know, that's kind of fun. Just been playing that. Um, nice. I uh, yeah. I uh, I downloaded. Well, not really downloaded, but I played the update for new Pokemon Snap. Oh yeah, how are the maps? Uh so I only played the first one. Uh accidentally figured out how to unlock Gyarados based off of Okay, so there's a crystal bloom here, here, and here. Weird. Just figured that out. But you can't you really don't know Gyarados is coming out unless you catch him right away. And mm. then at the very end he jumps over the waterfall to get your like four star picture, which is pretty sweet. And interesting then, then he just kind of sits near you but um there's some new pokemon it's it's pretty fun they made the game a little bit um i think more interactive so there's more that like some of the characters will do and i, I feel as if like they they changed the grading slightly to be broken because like i would take some pictures i'm like this has to be better than the last one and it mm-hmm. still took like the one where you could barely see i was like this is kind of broken kind of stupid but Overall, I mean, a free content update to a uh, $80 game. Yes, please. That's one thing that I, I feel like Nintendo has been pretty good at, though. Um, aside from some of their, their big, big franchise games like um, Smash, Bros. Smash Bros. and Breath of the Wild and a few other ones, they've been pretty good at giving updated content to some of their, their games. Like... Mario Party finally got a big update. Um, Pokemon Snap got a big free update. They've been pretty good at supporting uh, Animal Crossing, except for the last few months they've been radio silent. But hopefully, they'll they'll will be a big content update coming that for for coming to that soon. Have you played the Mario Party update? We have not. 
the online? No. You know what? I'm kind of over that game. <laughs> you mean over its four maps? Yeah. You know, we should probably uh, we should probably like have like a Mario Party game now that we can play it online. But I'm also really intrigued in uh, the new Mario Party because that one has a lot of like the classic games and stuff like that. And lo- hopefully, it'll have more than four maps. But I think that has a fall release too, so we have some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about watching? What have you been doing? Uh, TBH. I haven't really watched much of anything. Buddy, I've gone through so many movies in the last week. I don't know if it's just like because it's so hot in the apartment, like you just want to be in front of all the fans and the air conditioning. And you realize you're watching most movies at volume like 40 because you can't hear over (laughs) all the fans. Because you're in like a wind tunnel. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In the last week, I've seen Suicide Squad. Which was uh, I had a free at home rental, so that was nice. Um, and I'm glad it was free because I wouldn't have paid for it. Like there was some good humor in it. The the way I would review it without giving spoilers because David hasn't even seen it is you took the good things about Guardians of the Galaxy and made it R rated. But also remembering it's a DC storyline and half the movie doesn't make sense to the first half of the movie. So it's like, it is what it is. It's like a yeah. six and a half. Out of it's interesting ten. because uh, the Rotten Tomato scores for that is pretty good. But they also love James Gunn. James Gunn could light a fire to an orphanage. What does James Gunn do? He's like one of the biggest directors. He what, is what the Guardians of the Gal- Gar- Guardians 1, 2, 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like the, it's the audience score is 84 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 91 percent critic score. And I know that we've talked about this in the past, that uh, generally audience score is the way to go for um, like movies. When you when you're looking at like Rotten Tomato scores, I'd kind of believe it in this case, too, because it's lower than the actual score. Yeah, <laughs> but you also just didn't you, you also didn't like it, right? There, there was parts of the movie I did enjoy. And it's funny because my other half did not enjoy it at all. She said it was too gory for her compared to the first one. Like it, the first one was funnier to her. Like there was some dry humor and a lot of like dick humor in this one. So it was a little bit more. It's all over the place. Like. Would I go as far as saying. OK. Bold take. It was the best DCEU movie so far. Really? Better than um, that other one, Shazam? Actually, Shazam was pretty good. But Shazam, Shazam was pretty good. Is it? That's not DC Extended Universe, because isn't Shazam also like the Black Adam universe? Yes, but I. what's in the DC Extended Universe? Batman, Superman, every single Power Ranger. No, uh, <laughs> it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Like, oh, okay. it was by far better than Wonder Woman. It was by far better than. Oh, sorry, it was not better than the original Wonder Woman. I think that was still a pretty decent movie. It was much better than Wonder Woman 1984. The Snyder Cut, okay, was a lot better. It it took a, a like a four and made it like a seven or an eight. So the Snyder Cut, okay, it does have some passable qualities, but it was also far too long. Better than both Superman's. Better than Batman versus Superman. It was okay. 
would I watch it again? And I, I was asked this legitimately. Like, I don't see myself craving to watch it again. Well, like, it's not like Endgame where I wanted to watch right? it like five days later. So I paid to see it again. Well, you know, your your opinion, though, is probably wrong. Oh, <laughs> why? Do you have a hot take or a, oh, a, no, a I, hot opinion from somebody else? Well, yeah, I, I do. So a uh, guy I know who literally ha- is one of the biggest DC fans in the world, I'm sure. Uh, this is his review. The Suicide Squad is summed up into one word. Perfection. What a masterpiece of a film. Does he so, work for friggin' uh, no Rotten Tomatoes, IGN? <laughs> no. Um, it, it's so interesting watching... Okay, here. finally here to see the movie I've been dying to see and seeing it the way it's supposed to be seen on the biggest screen possible and the best sound. Oh, my God. Yeah, It's just funny seeing the reactions. And I think part of it is because you are more of a Marvel fan. Um, I think from from how I see this, I think you enjoy like the Batman films and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like deep down inside, you enjoy overall the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that was more of your thing growing up, was it not? Yeah, like I, I was more Spider-Man than Batman for sure. Exactly, yeah. I think, And I think when we were kids, like or when we were younger, right? A lot of the Batman movies, you know, they were the... Uh, the dark, gringy, gungy Batman films, right? Yeah, and they were still good, and but like they were good, but they were a different type of film, you know. Like they were, they were trying to be serious. And then when the Marvel movies came out, they took the superhero genre and turned it into a turn it into something that can be serious but funny at the same time, right? And I think that's where. Shazam did a really good job is that they had this movie and it was not necessarily a serious character. Like it was a kid, right? But it was, a it, it had its serious moments, but then they also took time to just kind of embrace the fact that this kid has turned into a grown man superhero. And they were taking a few notes from Marvel's books, I think for that movie. And it was yeah. great. Like it was, uh, I thought it was, uh, that was one of the best DC movies that I've seen in a while, right? Even I would say even the the Dark Knight trilogy, those ones were trying to be more serious than anything, and they were good because you know Christopher Nolan makes some epic films, right? Um, that was like a different take on Batman, but it it wasn't anything that could compete in the same realm as the Marvel universe because they were different types of films. Whereas now I think. DC, they're trying to make films that can kind of compete with the equivalent of the Marvel Universe. Which they can't. It's just like they can throw as much money as they can. But that that's honestly not the case here. Like I desperately wanted to love this film because I was so hyped. I thought I was sitting there at work, I was talking about it all day. I'm like, I can't wait to go watch it at home. Uh one of my employees already watched it and they were, were telling me all about it. And he said it was really funny. And I was like, oh, good. I can't wait. And there were some really funny parts. But the way they use characters didn't, like, I don't know. It just, maybe I will give it another try. Maybe watch it solo just to see if I enjoy it without, like, worrying about my other half not enjoying the movie. 
Mm. And maybe that was a factor, but like I still, if I were being like 100% honest with myself, the most I could ever see it going to is like a seven and a half because the story takes, like it does call back a few things, but the story takes such a dramatic turn. You're just like, oh, cool. This is all like what's going on. And this is building up to one thing. Oh, fuck. This is like the end of a Power Rangers episode. It was so uh... weird. Actually, the Power Rangers movie is a good example as to what the Suicide Squad could have been. Or the how Power it was Rangers... kind of handled. Uh, like the like the remake of the Power Rangers movie? Yeah, just kind of like, like... good concepts for execution? Like, the movie goes 60% in one direction and then takes a left-hand turn and finishes the movie in a different direction. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's still on my, my to-do list of movies to watch. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably higher up on my watch list than other things, but there's, uh, what is the new one that just came out? We're not going to get into it too much, but uh, there's a new movie that's uh, launching today, I believe. Are you talking about Free Guy? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one in a minute. But um, yeah, that one's also like up on my list, so it's going to be like, a, do I want to you know, just like have a disappointing, potentially disappointing. Like, do I want to Sean this one go in for, with high hopes and leave disappointed? That's, that's my biggest <laughs> fear with that movie, but the certified fresh rating kind of helps it out a little. Well, both like, that, like b- both suicide squad and F- free guy or whatever have a certified fresh rating. Yeah. I mean, I in, watched, in fact, if you look at the numbers right now, Suicide Squad has a higher critic rating than uh, Free Guy. Just remember who owns Rotten Tomatoes, and then that'll answer why the ratings are so high. Who owns Rotten Tomatoes? IGN. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought it was Fandango. Yeah, it's Fandango. Which is a subsidiary of IGN, I believe. It's all one big thing. Huh. It's literally the same guy who voices the reviews, (laughs) like on YouTube. Unless he's just like a voice actor that's like super heavily needed. But Rotten Tomatoes has also been accused, much like IGN, of being bought off for some reviews. So we'll see. Like I'm looking this Fandango thing up. Its owners are NBC Universal and Warner Media. I can't be wrong. No way. No way. Fandango. Media LLC is an American ticketing company that sells movie tickets via their website as well as through their mobile app, as well as a provider of television and streaming media information. Example, through its subsidies, Flickster, Movies.com, and Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you know what? IGN's owned by a different company. <laughs> huh. It's owned by a company called J2. On April 20th, 2020, Vudu announced it has entered into an agreement to be acquired by Fandango Media. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that takes yeah. the winds out of my sails. Good night, yeah. everybody. All See righty. you later. Um, no, well, I just I, I wanted to tell you about all the other movies, but I also am looking at the time <laughs> and knowing what we have to accomplish. So I will say really quickly, out of everything I've watched this week, I, I caught What If... And oh, yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. For the comic book lover who likes those one-off comics, this is definitely the series for you. Okay, the- hold on. Is is that series pretty much like a what if gender swap thing? Like, what if Captain America is a like a, a gay female? So 
No, what? Like nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But it's like the complete opposite of white, like Captain America. He's a a, a white male that has a female love interest. So, so you it's like, lo- what you if lo- you learn this from the trailer? So it's not like you're losing anything or missing okay. anything. The first okay. episode of What If is Peggy Carter gets a super, uh, super serum versus uh, like over Chris uh, or um, Captain America. Steve uh, okay, so it's like, what if she was Captain America, but is she still in love with? Uh... Yeah, very much so. But he's a, is he still a twig boy though? He is, but he gets a cool suit. Okay. Essentially, like he's the Hydra Stomper. The Adventures of Captain America and Twig Boy. So her name is actually <laughs> Captain Carter. Um, it's it's funny the way they do it because they couldn't get Tommy Lee Jones to reprise his role, so they got like I can't remember the 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 actor's name, but he plays like Jake Peralta's dad, and he's like he's kind of an asshole in a lot of things that he's in and he plays the perfect character. The only thing I will say is like, if you don't like weird animation, this might not be the show for you. It's very comic book animated. What's it's, it like? Is it like, you, uh, did like, you see invincible? Um, I don't believe so. So it's a lot of like moving panels. Okay. So is it, is it like animated comic? Yes. Like Watchmen, the animated comic? Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's it's really cool looking, though. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, and then finally I uh, well, I watched a show called Ride the Eagle, which was pretty good. Or a movie, sorry. Um, check it out if you haven't heard of it. A lot of people haven't. It's a Jake Johnson movie that just kind of shot out of nowhere and won some stuff. I think it's Sundance, I believe. Who's who's Jake Johnson? He plays Nick Miller in New Guy or New Girl, New Guy. He also plays. Um, he's a voice actor who does Spider Man or Peter B. Parker oh, in right. Spider Verse. That's right, and he's been in a bunch of other yeah. stuff. This movie stars him, J.K. Simmons, Susan Sarandon, and Darcy Carden. So it's a really good cast. What's the synopsis? Uh, Man, child, boy loses his mother and he in order to obtain her cabin uh in the woods he has to complete a uh, a list of tasks that uh are being audited slightly by uh the the what do you call it the estate essentially oh, okay yeah so he gets into a little hijinks and stuff and uh, is it like is it a comedy it, there's a there is some humor. It is a little bit more of a like a there are some like serious undertones because it's like a self discovery movie for oh, himself yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, I checked that out uh, and uh, I watched some movies for what we're about to talk about. And uh, I've been living under a rock forever, so I watched Ford versus Ferrari for the first time, which was pretty friggin' fantastic. Great movie, great movie, so good. You know, I like I saw that movie in theaters and I, I feel like that is a movie that if you can see it with a nice big screen and an awesome sound system. Do it. I, I, I'm very hopeful. I know this is like a dream, but it would be really cool to see like a sequel to the movie. Maybe not Ford versus Ferrari, but um, if you if, for those who don't know, like Lee Iacocca becomes a chair member of Chrysler and he brings um Shelby into um, building like the Viper and sports car. Like he uh, Shelby had uh, his name on like some chargers and the Viper, which is really cool. So it'd be, it'd be cool to like see it later, like 20, 30 years later. But I think the big premise of that one was the fact that it's a story about 
how Ford, who was not known for creating like fast race cars, developed something that beat Ferrari. And so they'd have to find some sort of story that they could turn into an interesting one. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just be like a documentary. Which would still be kind of cool. Which would be kind of cool. The guy had such a punchable face, though. The guy who kept fucking with everybody. Like, he he had to know the rule. But... Mm. All right, so you ready? We don't have a jingle yet, but are you ready for uh, everyone's new favorite game? This is a world famous game that I've decided it is. <laughs> it's like those signs that you see, like outside of like a mom and pop, like little kind of diners, like world famous chicken strips. It's like since 1901. Who just, OK, side of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the game is cash or crap. And today, in honor of our our really good friend, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> um, because Free Guy has launched today, we want to talk about some of his movies. Now, we are going to go into a little bit more depth than we did with The Rock because we are a little bit more prepared. Some of the rules will be as follows. Any movies that we're talking about today, um, Ryan Reynolds had to be one of the top three build cast members. Um, and that was curated off an average of three websites. So we did get the Rotten Tomatoes score. We got the audience score based off both IMDb and Metacritic. And we've used box office mojo for all our sourcing for budget and gross to determine the profits of the film. If we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start off with a, a softball. Now, again, these are cash or crap based on mine and David's opinions. Only if the movie was an absolute disaster or it lost a ton of money, we will obviously acknowledge that. But some movies like this one right here um, didn't do very well. Uh, in the the critic size, did really well with the audience and the actual. It, it was a trending movie while I was doing this, which is kind of funny. But we're talking about the 2002 National Lampoon's cult classic Van Wilder. What are your What are your thoughts? You You left the blank. I'm gonna be to- <laughs> gonna be totally honest with you. I've never seen this one. I'm also gonna be keeping track at home for all the people who. Uh, <laughs> have an over under on David not seeing films. So I'm going to guess six on this list. You know, the thing is, is like this movie, I know that it came out and at the time, well, this came out when, what, what's this movie rated? R. you would not have been old enough to see it in high school unless you had somebody, why we we missed it, it. Right. And then maybe I'll just, maybe I'll watch this one. Oh, I like this uh, review, though, on Rotten Tomatoes. The grossest, most disgusting humor imaginable. That's probably why it has such a high audience score rating. Uh, There is a scene where they jerk off a dog and use the dog's um, specimen (laughs) seed to fill Twinkies and they deliver them to people. (laughs) Well, you know what? Clerks did something similar, but it was the uh, chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not really... Well, I guess it's kind of different, but it's not really different. It's still gross. It, it's crazy to think, too, that this movie had a budget of $5 million. It was one of uh, uh, Ryan's first, like, the- big theatrical releases, and it, it was riding off the coattails of, like, Tara Reid as well, and they introduced Cal Penn in the movie, which was also phenomenal. I would definitely say, if you're interested in, like, cult classic humor, which is, like, super grungy and, like, early 2000s humor... It's right mm-hmm. in there with like the American Pies, the the old schools, that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. If you if you like college party movies, it's great. 
definitely for me it was cash because it was just something i remember from kind of the i guess that's the middle of high school but like that was one of my favorite movies uh yeah i might have to watch that so i can't i can't determine whether that's cash or crap well if you look at the just evidence it made money that's cash but i understand your point yeah next up blade trinity cash money it uh, <laughs> it starred Wesley Snipes and Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel were the uh, the side pieces, but they were also the top build. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes hated this film. The audience doesn't seem to care for it. It's it's like a middle middle of the ground movie, but the the Blade movies. Well, this is the third in a trilogy of Blade or yeah films, right? And generally speaking, movies like these get progressively worse, right? I remember seeing this movie. We went to boozing. <laughs> to boozing. We went to boozing and then decided to go to the movies, and so we watched this movie. I don't know who I went to the movies with, but there was a bunch of us. So you gave this one cash money, eh? No, no, this to- movie is totally crap. Like if Yo, you watch awful. this now, <laughs> if you watch this movie now, it is it, it just reeks of like early two thousands like comic book action films, right? It's actually surprising because for like early 2000s, Marvel did not know what they were doing at all. And it's, it's so impressive to see now what they've done and where they've come from. Mm -hmm. And whoever plays the new blade will be pretty sweet. I hope. Or it's going to be like old blade. New blood. All right. You want to throw the, throw up the next one. Uh, This one is a excellent, excellent horror film that has been remade. No, sorry. This is a excellent story (laughs) of a horror film that has been remade multiple times and had multiple spinoffs. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, The Amityville Horror. Yeah. Um, This was a a horror film. Pretty much. What is it? It's like a house that's haunted. It's a haunted house film. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. Family moves into this house. They got it for a great deal, you know, um, and turns out that it's haunted. So the the crazy thing about this movie is it has the winning formula. It was released in October and it's scary. The, yeah. that, that's the winning formula, because every year one studio will release some sort of Halloween themed film. And if it's the only one that comes out, it's going to win. Mm-hmm. And it cleaned up in the box office. It did. $19 million budget, $65 million cash. Not bad. You know what? And $7 and 50 cents of that is mine. There. Wow. In 2005, we were paying seven fifty for movies. Something Um, like that. Yeah. Audience kind of liked it. Rotten tomatoes. Well, this was early in their, their lifespan. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to say it's cash money because you can never, ever, ever go wrong with an up and coming star and a horror film. Yeah, I'm going to say this one was cash, too, even though it's a very middle of the road and a lot of horror movies are kind of like that. Um, it I'm not I'm not a fan of horror movies, but I watched that one. I remember seeing it in theaters. I watched it. It did scare the shit out of me because, you know, again, like I said, I don't like horror movies, but it was an enjoyable film. Do you know what movie competed with this at the box office? I, I'm, uh, I'm, no, I'm going to no pull idea. it up right now. I'm just going to see what the box office numbers are. Um, this movie starred chad michael murray paris hilton 
Alicia Cuthbert and Jared Padalecki. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I know who one of those people are. Which one was it? Paris Hilton. You don't know Alicia Cuthbert? You know, maybe if I saw a picture of him. The girl next door. (laughs) I don't. Popular mechanics for kids. You know what? Maybe. Like, I remember watching that show, but I feel like. Yeah. No, I don't know. You don't know who Jared Padalecki is? Dude. Come on, man. I watch movies because I enjoy the stories. I don't care about the actors. So the movie was House of Wax and it killed it. House of Wax's budget was $40 million and it made 68. So it made $18 million. And uh, $7.50 of that was my money. (laughs) So, Uh, yeah, I remember that one when that came out. That was uh, pretty shitty. All right. Most controversial one on the list, I think, is waiting. The, uh, oh, yeah. The, this, I think, would be the definition of a cult classic. I can't say that too many times on this list. But this movie has its crowd. And you can tell by the audience score of 75% and the Rotten Tomatoes score of 30%. Stars Justin Long, Anna Ferris, Ryan Reynolds, um, the, I can't remember the guy's name ever, but he, uh, do you remember in community? They make a, Luis Guzman. They make a statue for him. Yeah. He's the chef. This movie is, uh, exactly the horror film that you would assume happens in, uh, the real world. If you've uh, pissed off a wait staff and you've sent food back, a lot of people complain about the way it was edited and how it's like not the greatest production value, but like, what do you expect? It was shot in a diner. Or like a, a shenanigans restaurant. Yeah, I love it, this movie so much, and it's it so had bad. a it had a good cast too, right? Like a lot of the actors that were in it, maybe not necessarily um, Ryan Gosling, who we're talking about right now. Um, <laughs> Ryan, or, I, I'm not even entertaining you. <laughs> uh, but you know, Anna Faris was in a lot of the was it scary movie ha- had scary movie come out by now? Uh, let me just check. But she was in a bunch of them. Wow, Justin she's not Long even was the first Anna that comes up anymore. Justin Long was uh, in a lot of like comedies. Um, what year are we looking at? Two thousand and five. Two thousand five. Yeah. So waiting is two thousand and five. Scary Movie three had released in two thousand and three. So she'd been on the scene for a while. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Louis Guzman, you know, comedian. People know who he is, David Con Coach Co- Coacher, whatever. David Conagher, yeah. Conagher, and that's um, his name. Dane Cook. Yeah, that's right. You know, so like there was a good cast in this movie, and I think um, it had that that raunchy American Pie vibe, right? But very much so. The cool, like what I think was really good about this one is that it, it did just kind of focus on this restaurant and the people in the restaurant and the crazy shenanigans that could have gone in. And this movie is what made me not want to send my food back to the, <laughs> to the kitchen ever. Oh, there's a hair in my, my soup. I, I'll just eat around it. Yeah. And uh, Justin Long was also coming off a big year. So he had dodgeball. Um, and then he had like, he was starring on Ed he was in Crossroads with Britney Spears and he was in Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2. 
So he had a lot in a small span of time, and then he did accepted shortly after. So like, good for him. I uh, funny or I guess fun fact: the girl who played the hostess in Waiting was Vanessa Langille, who replaced Alicia Cuthbert on Popular Mechanics for Kids. And uh, that only came up because we just talked about Alicia Cuthbert. I'm going to give Waiting cash because I think it's a great, funny movie. Yeah, I'm going to agree. It's it's totally cash. Uh, next up, Anna Ferris and uh, Ryan Reynolds team up again one year later with Amy Smart for the holiday classic Just Friends. You can talk as much shit about this movie as you possibly could want. I love this movie. This is our, uh, well, we've been together for seven years now. And this is like traditionally our November 1st movie. It's like the ease into holiday, but like we'll quote this all summer long. It's such a great movie. Um, it's a good fun holiday movie. You know what? Can't call I think it a Christmas movie. I remember like I have seen this movie, but I don't really remember anything about it because you know what? Didn't this one come out at the same time or roughly around the same time as that uh, Justin Timberlake one with uh, Mila Kunis? Um, uh, Friends with Benefits? Yeah. I, you, I know what you're thinking of, and you've got the wrong movies, my, my guy. With Benefits came out in 2011, and the movie that shadowed that was the Ashton Kutcher, That's right. Natalie That's right. Portman, um, No Strings Attached. That's it. Because studios like to do that. They like to release almost identical movies at the same time. The Killers and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Stir of Echoes and The Sixth Sense. Come on. We know what's up. For me, this one's an easy cash money movie. I saw this one in theaters. I loved it. I thought it was it was funny. It was charming. It was also something just different. But I, I'm, I'm willing to let you disagree. Um... I don't remember this one enough to give it a cash. Uh, so I'm going to have to default to crap. So we've got <laughs> two undecided, one crap and one cat or two cash so far. We need to come up with a third good word. Listeners at home, come up with something that's like a stalemate. Like it's not potty. Uh, 2008 had definitely maybe, which was Rachel Wise, Abigail Breslin. Uh, the only person that I thought was more in this movie and didn't get nearly enough credit in the, the billing, so she probably didn't cost the studio a ton of money, was Elizabeth Banks. But this was a, um, a rom-com where he's telling his daughter a good night story on like how he met the love of his life. And it goes through like a, a strain of uh, different boy or uh, different girlfriends that he dated. Uh, at the time, I thought it was really well done. I mean, this would have been like at the height of my movie going dating career. <laughs> you know, like this was like college, yeah. like, hey, let's go to a movie. So like I went before, to a lot of movies before, you know, when you you realize that there's more to do than going to the movies and sitting in a dark room, not talking to each other. Right. So this one, um, it made a good amount of money. Ryan Reynolds so far has a good uh, streak here. He's on like five movies where he's he's made money. This one budget of just shy of ten million made thirty two. Like not not the highest and, thing. Oh, Isla and, Fisher and was did, in this movie as well. He did a bunch of in in a row. He did a bunch of like these romance movies. 
Yes. It was this one and then the next one we're talking about. Definitely maybe for me, I would... I I've, I liked the movie. I would say it was definitely not crap. Um, but it's... Uh, if it ain't cash, it defaults to crap. I don't know. I, I, I can't give this one a crap. But yeah, it's not... It wasn't like a, a career turner for him. I will say, though, I w- for my cash argument... This is one of his highest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's top five. Yeah, it's a 70%. Yeah, one of them. The the, the 380% were um, the green left our chart. I'm going to give this one a cash. I'm going to give this one a crap. Wow, undecided. Yeah. That means David never saw it. (laughs) Uh, Definitely crap movie that's coming up next. You didn't like this one, the proposal? No, I don't like Sandra Bullock. I mean, this was his highest grossing film <laughs> to date, uh, making 163 million in the box office, almost 164, uh, profit of 123 million. It's not the highest grossing film well, to date. We're no, at 2008 ain't. or 2009. You mean like as up to 2009? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this was his first like. This is what got him the next few movies, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It kind of goes downhill. For me, this one's definitely cash money based on like, yeah, okay, you don't like Sandy B. That's fine. But this made a ton of money and this one put him on the map. Like, yeah, Just Friends was out there. Van Wilder was out there. Waiting was there. But this was his first like, I'm here. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Let's go. And like he was in a lot of TV shows at this point, but this was his first like look at all the actors he'd worked with aside from Wesley Snipes. That was the biggest actor he had ever done a movie with at that point. Like we're talking Sandy B here. Yeah, she's not a very good actor. I think her awards say otherwise, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't like her as a I don't know. I didn't. Uh, th- th- this follows into the the ro- see. Maybe it's just because I also don't like romance films. This bitch has an Oscar, man. So I mean, she's know, a good actress. You, you know what else has Oscars that people don't even really notice? Star Wars. Did you know that? Uh, I think it's for graphic effects, or is it costume design? Star Wars: A New Hope won like a bunch of Oscars. You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah. Star Wars, A New Hope, Academy Awards, Best Original Score, Best Visual Effects, Best Production Design, Best Sound Mixing, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, Special Achievement, Best Picture. It won Best Picture in 1978. Do you have a poster up on your goddamn wall? <laughs> like, no. I... That was way too quick. Like, best Supporting I... Actor, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay. All right. Are you so just in- because you have just because you have no, I'm not making this up. Are you in or out on the proposal? <laughs> oh, it's oh, we, it's we've got crash. a bunch of trash movies coming it's, up, but this is ca- not a crap. This is a cash movie. And I, I wish crap. You suck. <laughs> I, I like how even just friends you are like, oh, I don't know. So it's undecided. Green Lantern. I don't even think we have to discuss this no. movie was ass. He got to meet his wife. Good for him. Crap. Was this the one? Yeah, this this movie. Oh, operating budget of $200 million. 
grossed $116 million. It lost $83 million. Yeah. You know why? Because like they were trying to, this is like early Marvel s- stuff, right? Like that's the, there was like the Spider-Man films and everything, right? They're, they're trying to kind of live off of what uh, Spider-Man and, was doing and whatnot, right? So then they started, and what Fantastic Fours were being made and all that. Yeah, so this was the this was the dark ages of Marvel films. Yeah, and they they tried to use uh, a hot actor. They tried to use Blake Lively, who was coming off Gossip Girl or starting Gossip Girl. So like it was, two thousand eleven would have been ending Gossip Girl. Like they they were smart with who they hired. It just was an overall poor execution and awful. And I think maybe and maybe part of their huge budget went to um, paying for act, people actor payment. Yeah, and it was almost eighty five percent green screen. Like that was a lot of green screen, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Turbo. Paul Giamatti, Maya R- Rudolph. It's an animated film. Didn't do very well at the box office. I thought it was a pretty fun animated film, but. I'll leave David to decide his favorite. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think it was like middle of the ground. That's the thing. It wasn't awful. It wasn't great, but it did lose a lot of money. But we've already determined that that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, but it's still crap. Yeah. It's not a movie that I would like be like, oh, you know what? I really want to watch Turbo again. Yeah. Here's the second biggest crappy movie on this entire list. R.I.P.D. This movie yeah. was so bad, I turned it off. Really? You, you turn it off? Yeah. Like, I was, I th- I'm pretty sure I watched it on a streaming service. I didn't watch it in theaters. It was just bad. And yeah, I... The number I, show. Yeah, I think i never watched it because i knew it was oh you know you know what i started watching it then i, I turned it off this one's a double deuce yeah. that was a bad one that one's a big that's like you need a poop knife to get that one down hey we we might finally have a good one here the crudes starring nicholas cage emma stone you know uh, what that one was a surprisingly good movie and they've made like four of them yeah the first one i mean <laughs> yeah it was it was different you didn't expect it and people were very like okay so this is like cave people question mark what are we watching here cave people cave yeah people. that one's cash um selfless uh, did i did i watch this one i think i did it sounds familiar it, it kind of reminds me of every time I hear the name of this movie, I also think of that um, Bradley Cooper one, Limitless. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, this one is a dialing real estate, a dying real estate mogul transfers his consciousness into the uh, healthy young body, but soon finds out that neither the procedure nor the company that performed it are quite what they see. Oh, uh, you know what? Yes, I did watch this. Yeah. Yeah, I watched this. And it wasn't very good. I will tell you I've never seen it, so I cannot form an opinion other than it sounded stupid. So crap. It's yeah, <laughs> it, it was trying to copy, you know, face off and you know those those body switch films, you know, thirteen going on thirty and <laughs> except with more violence. Uh, yeah, it wasn't very good. I think this is where uh, the tide turns. Uh, a little movie called uh, Deadpool came out. <laughs> 
And Deadpool was, for those who don't know, Ryan Reynolds, like, biggest wet dream ever. He played Deadpool or Wade Wilson in X-Men Origins, and they did that really weird-looking Deadpool where they, like, closed off his face. And uh, yeah. he really wanted to play the Merc with the Mouth to the point where when he walked off set for his final day of shooting Deadpool, he said to the costume designer, they're like, oh, hey, do you want to take off your costume? He's like, no, I fought for this movie for 11 years. I'm taking it home with me. And that was kind of the end of that. Um, Deadpool was the surprise of all surprises. Um, yeah, I think a big part of that is because uh, it it took the superhero genre and made it more gritty. In it's the first a, R-rated, in, a, yeah. in a very vulgar way, right? Like not like gritty as in Dark Knight Batman, but more like realistic in the sense that, you know, this this superhero would like if someone were to get in a fight with them and be thrown off of a bridge and hit a car, they wouldn't just land on the car. They would be blown up into smithereens, right? Like because of <laughs> the force. And so things like that in the, the bad language, like the foul language of swearing, all that stuff. Uh, and the, the the humor, like, I think that movie really let um, Ryan Reynolds' sense of humor shine, right? Like, he really got a chance to use his comedic abilities in that film. And it played into the Deadpool character as well, because, like, yeah, no, that, that movie is, like, cash money. It's the, uh, it's funny because we put both Deadpools on the list, and they're both easily cash. The first one did much better than the second one, but we understand the reason we put both on there was to kind of show the contrast between the two movies. Um, at the end of the day, Deadpool for me was like, it, it was kind of everything like 2000. Sorry. The way I'm thinking is like 2016, we were kind of in the middle of that superhero boom. And then we got the anti-hero mm-hmm. and it kind of refreshed everybody and everybody was like, yeah, I fucking love Deadpool. And Marvel was like, yeah, we make it money because it's on Fox. We can do whatever we want. And they didn't have to fight for any rights for anything. It was just their own thing. The only like in Fox owned that and the X-Men. So it was perfect. They were able to do crossover stuff with like Colossus and um, super negasonic teenage warhead. I think that's her name, right? Uh, something like that. And, Cara Dune was in that movie, the first one. Really? Yeah, she was um, Ajax's like sidekick. Oh yeah, that's right. There you go. Um, next one, I'd be very interested in your thoughts. Um, is the Hitman's Bodyguard? Recently, the Hitman's wife's Bodyguard just came out, so it did get sequeled. I thought this movie was a pretty good flick. It was enjoyable. It was funny. It was action filled. I liked it. Critics seem to hate it, but most people seem to enjoy it. I like I watched it. And I remember it was like I wasn't necessarily disappointed with it, but I wasn't blown away with it. It turned into like that. The kind of tried and true buddy cop style film, you know, like, you know, that they're they hate each other at the beginning. He's just doing a job like the, the hitman doesn't want anything to do with him. And then by the end of it, you know, like they're buddy buddy. And I think I think it's I think it's crap. I when I saw the trailer for the second one, the hitman's bodyguard's wife, you know, it it wasn't anything that I got excited about. I'll say. 
but by our standards, doesn't a sequel mean it's automatically cash? No. Okay. <laughs> um, this little video because starred... because it, Blade Trinity that's a sequel and it was crap. That movie was asshole. Yeah, but there you Ryan go. Reynolds so. wasn't in the the second one, was he? I uh, so. I I don't know. No, because I, I went through his list. I do, I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. Um, this one stars Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, and uh, Ryan Reynolds as uh, an animated figure. Fairly popular for the last 23 years. You guys might know him as Pikachu. Detective Pikachu in 2019 was the surprise of the year, I would think. Mm-hmm. It uh, it did incredibly well. It brought Pokemon to life in a new way. And it really showed everybody that, yes, we can have a live action Pokemon movie. It is possible to am- animate these Pokemon. Well, I think in more so it showed that we can have a Pokemon film that is appealing to people of all ages and not just children. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're in our thirties and yeah, sure, we grew up playing Pokemon and stuff like that, but it's we wouldn't go and watch the Pokemon TV show because it's it's not made for us whereas this movie i think it took kind of what we envisioned in our heads when we were playing the game and brought it to real life and it i i think it really showed like you said like yes a live action animated like they can animate pokemon into a live action universe but then also i think it showed that they can make a pokemon film that is for like people of all ages and and doesn't look like a film or a TV show that is made for children. Yeah, I agree. Now the, uh, the sequel though, we'll see how that goes. Do you know what's wild? I just looked up the top grossing films of 2019. Detective Pikachu was 17th on the list. It, it beat out movies like Shazam knives out. Oh yeah. I believe that Maleficent Ford versus we saw that on We saw that on uh opening night. You know, uh, she who shall not be named. It was like super excited. And it's funny because I had. uh, Before Christmas that year, um, she had seen some Detective Pikachu stuff like the game. And in the game, he sounds like a middle aged man. Which is funny. And she's like, oh, my God, Pikachu sounds like a middle aged man. This is so stupid. But then later on, she's like, I kind of want to play it. So I ended up getting her the game for for Christmas, she literally like she beat the game. She played it nonstop until she beat it. Um, and then when the movie came out or when she saw the trailer, I think she ended up watching the trailer like <laughs> a dozen times in one night. Uh, and we saw it opening opening day. And it was it was better than I expected. Um, the story wasn't completely outrageous, right? Like it made sense. Like it was something that could be believable. Yeah, in it kind of went Pokemon to a, universe, right? It kind of followed some of the premise of like Mewtwo strikes back, but yeah, a little bit. But yeah, uh, the that... only thing that I I thought was really kind of out of place was like the giant like when in the back of those like giant land animal oh, the, things. Oh, the Torteras, yeah. Yeah. That just seemed kind of like meh. But I think that was just a plot point to get Pikachu hurt enough to have to get healed by Mewtwo. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. The uh, 
that that was a crazy year in film. And like, if you guys were lucky enough to see any of these films in theaters, it was it was literally the year of Disney. Endgame, The Lion King, Toy Story 4, Frozen 2, Captain Marvel, Rise of Skywalker, Spider-Man Far From Home, Aladdin, Joker. It take or it chapter two was the top ten movies. That's mm-hmm. insanity. That is a good year. And 2020 obviously sucked four movies. Um, we did get one more movie out of 2019. Now, this one's kind of weird because there's very little data on how it made money. I couldn't find anything else. A lot of positivity. Um, but apparently, for all accounts, this movie made money. But I couldn't find anything other than the budget for it. It was the Netflix release of Six Underground. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yes. Did you watch it? I I really enjoyed it. I thought the the beginning was a little odd, but I thought the movie was really, really good. It was a... Uh, it was like people who had decided they were no longer for the world and fake their own deaths to become like these super vigilante assassins. It was cool. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, like I, I enjoyed it. The action sequences in that movie were really good. They actually had like a uh, what is it, like a, a 10 minute scene. That a was car one, chase? that was one shot. Well, it was like a fighting and then it turned into a car chase or something like that. Yeah, they also it did was done it in one shot, which is insane. There was another. I think they did multiple, like one shot or like very limited edits. But I think that was like the longest single shot taken, like any film or something like that, or or any recent film. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a car chase because they used, um, or maybe not because the the car chase had like the GoPros mounted on the cars because you can actually see it in mm-hmm. one scene. Um, I know there is a really good fight scene on top of a skyscraper where they constantly, they're just using a crane, right? So they're like going up and down the building and you can see kind of everything going on in one seemingly beautiful shot. But uh, I like this movie a lot. I think it's cash, but it's hard to evaluate a cash movie when it's like Netflix is, hey, we got Ryan Reynolds for this movie. Mm -hmm. And like, I know they have one coming out with The Rock and they have like another one. Like they get big actors to do big movies on Netflix because now you can. They had one with Mark Wahlberg last year. I can't remember what it was called. Um, uh, Undying yeah, I, something. You you know what some, I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't Undeniable? remember. Undeniable. Unbreakable. Un- Unbreakable was the M Night Shyamalan movie. Okay, well maybe I got it wrong. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> okay. And it was in 2000 and. Okay, so Mark. Oh, there's a Mark L. Wahlberg. Did you know that? That's like the uh, the store brand version of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, it's it's not spelt with an H. <laughs> um, okay, so the Netflix movie was called Spencer Confidential. Oh yeah, apparently that movie is shit. Yeah, like they don't hit on everyone. Uh, there was the one you really liked. It was Triple Frontier with like Tom Hardy and stuff. I think that was uh, the one that you liked. That the one that starts off with the helicopter scene. Yeah. And Ben Affleck, maybe Ben Affleck. Yeah, that yeah. one movie was pretty good. But then it got. Did you watch it? I haven't. Still, it's on my list. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, where where do you land on Six Underground? So we can wrap this sucker. I up? would say it's cash. 
you know, like for just for the cinematography and the action and stuff like that. Story is a little overdone, but for the most part, it was, a, it was an enjoyable film. So we had seven cash, one, two, three, four, five, six crap, and three movies we couldn't decide because one of us hadn't seen. That's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Now, free guy. We seem to be actually, you know, the funny thing is, is like that's that's right around the middle of the ground mark, which is what most of these movies are as well for ratings. (laughs) Yeah. Like if we're being really realistic, Ryan Reynolds has had two kind of like peaks and then a valley. And I, I enjoy him. I really think he's funny. I think he's a good actor. Some of the stuff he has done hasn't been the greatest, though. And we can admit Mm -hmm. that when it comes to free guy, I'm very worried about how long we've waited for this film because we learned about it early or late 2019 supposed to come out in 2020 got delayed actually it would have been like middle 2019 right yeah something like that because it was a summer release and it got pushed to christmas and then it got removed from the release schedule and now here we are august 14th 13th 13th and we're sitting here going oh damn this movie's finally coming out i hope i hope it's good. I really, truly do. It looks funny, but I also have this like really bad, you know, that feeling that you get in the back of your head where you're like the best parts of the movie were in the trailer. Yeah. That's- I, I don't know. I, I, this is a movie that I want to see in theaters just because I feel like I might enjoy it more if I see it in theaters. Um, But I'm also worried that if I see it in theaters and it's crap, then I've, wasted my money i i understand that um i'm hoping for the best we're probably gonna do home release again just because what platform what platforms are coming on uh disney plus i think but but the big thing with us for home release which is really nice is like three families use the disney plus so it's 10 bucks each it it, yeah true like if everybody's willing to like toss ten dollars because we pay the the yearly fee nobody really cares so that, that's kind of where that's at and we we want to know what you guys think please come up with something better than undecided cash or crap or i don't know wet fart i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely maybe it was just a wet fart yeah wet fart van you know, wilder like... i I bet though David will change his mind. Uh, yeah, you know, okay, this weekend I'll watch Van Wilder. That is your homework. And I want to know homework. your Maybe maybe if it's on a good streaming service, we could do one of those like um watch parties and watch Is, is it on uh Disney Plus? I don't think so. I don't even no. know who owns that movie. Cuz if it's but on it's Disney National Plus, we can, if it's on Disney Plus, we can watch do a watch party with that one because I, actually, I don't I don't have Netflix anymore. I kind of think it's on Netflix. I don't where to watch. Maybe it's on Disney Plus. Then we can do that thing. Streaming on Amazon Prime Video, Apple Plus TV, Discover. Oh, Disney Plus. There you go. Oh, there you go. Watch party coming up hot. So let us know what you think. Cash, crap, wet fart. Cool. Follow us on our Instagram. Follow us on our Facebook. And you know what? Just follow us. Listen to us on your favorite podcatcher and enjoy yourself. If you haven't checked out Three Men and a Meeple's latest dual episode, please check it out. It's Lords of Waterdeep, and it's a pretty good episode, I must say. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, for those keeping score at home, I did win. I know we teased it, and David called me cocky, but 
I was the winner. Yeah, I don't think anyone's um, keeping track. And with that, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene On Screen Podcast.